There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Do you need to go where time doesn't exist? A place where you can lose your thoughts, even for just a moment. Therma Ancient Baths provides the aesthetic of the classic with the comforts of the modern. Come and let your worries just wash away. Therma Ancient Baths, new to mea culpa. You'll leave not remembering who you are. Welcome everyone to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil. A Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and my pronouns are he, him. And joining with us tonight, we have Tim. Hey, everybody. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I play Andy, and our pronouns are he, him. Matthew. Hello, friends. My name is Matthew, and I'll be playing Agency, and our pronouns are he, him. And special guest, Sam. Hi, everyone. My name is Sam, and I will be playing Sam, and our pronouns are he, him. Oh, wait. wait sick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, Sam, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. How about yourself, Tim? I'm doing great. I ate food. Let's get a little background on Sam for those of you that don't know Sam. Hi, I have been to every Geekly Con. Woo, this is yeah. inside there. I actually first got exposed to Geekly things when me and my then roommates watched the very first HBO episode of Game of Thrones and then got into uh, our iPhones and looked up po podcasts and found uh, found Cast of Thrones. Hell yeah. <laughs> Man. Old so, school. Yeah. Old school was a slabber. Uh, was active in the tiny chat. Was that what it was called? That's what it was. Yeah. Tiny yeah. Chat. In the tiny chat days and uh, uh, met uh, everyone here in this call and Veronica, my now wife at GeeklyCon 1. <laughs> Man, was a ton memories of fun. in Chicago. Jesus in Christ, Chicago. all three of you met your partners. Well, you didn't technically, Fred. You didn't. I, I knew you my knew, uh, you knew before. Ivana before, and that's yeah. how we met her through you. But still, you weren't together. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys owe me Dude. so much money. <laughs> June, June. Uh, Tim is guilty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Tim brought us yeah, all together. This isn't, so like, true. 
a convention of hundreds of people where so many people end up getting married. A convention of 30 attendees. <laughs> well, the many first one was off. literally, it was like 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, 8% yeah. of everyone that attended is now married yeah, to each other. Married. <laughs> huh. Well, I mean, Brad and Steph, right? So, yeah, yeah, Brad and Steph. A lot one. of people. Oh my God, yeah. it's like 20%. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, whenever we get into like funny arguments with some of my friends about like dumb shit, it's like, okay, uh, uh, playing like a game, like, okay, we only have one of the things who gets it. I'm like, you all fucking know each other because of me, so I get it. Or if we go on <laughs> vacation with a group of friends, like, all right, who gets the master bedroom? I do. Uh, uh, I don't do that. Well, I don't do it real. I say it as a joke. And then yeah. I move he back. told me I had to name my firstborn Tim, and he was very upset with me when I did it. Yep. So. But uh, yeah, we've known Sam for quite some time. Great, great, great person all around. Wonderful. Yes. Nothing Thank you so much. I've been missing you guys a lot because I've been kind of living in a cave, at least socially, as I've been going through a law school journey at the moment, yeah. uh, which is go- going great. Uh, just finishing up the, t- the the 2L year. Uh, one more year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. we'll get that big JD. Hell yeah. Nice. Nice. SB's going to get the JD. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it's good to see you guys. In 2023. Uh, and then after that it's all D. &D. and after that he's gonna go corporate and we're all (laughs) (laughs) becoming a lawyer is simply to extract as much wealth out of the geekly community by all the crimes that we do wow one of the places i actually sent in a packet for for the summer was twitch (laughs) to like be a summer associate hell yeah which is kind of fun (laughs) in your back but i played everywhere i played Uh, for was one of them i played fortnite and I have the BTS dances, so I need you there to help me. <laughs> well, I already got my summer lined up, and it's uh, not with Twitch, but uh, that would have been fun. All right. Uh, well, Matthew, what happened last time? On the last episode of Vanguard of the Veil, at the Brightview Rehab Center, having burned Penelope's arms, B fails to convince the police that she wasn't responsible. Meanwhile, in Penelope's office, Andy digs up some information tying the rehab center to LIF Pharmaceuticals. While being escorted out, B also informs Andy to, on how to contact her lawyer, Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, at the police station, B is being interrogated uh, by a supposed police officer who transforms into a monstrous demon, attacking B and saying, Sargon will be here for his due soon. Uh, B manages to defeat the monster with a sand lance just as Alexander Skarsgård and Andy enter the room. The three clean up and Alexander Skarsgård recommends that B lays low for a while. Oh, yeah. Every time I oh, say yeah. Alexander, I reference him, I have to say his full name, just like every time yes. we say the St. Jude Law Memorial Hospital for Children, <laughs> I have to say the whole thing. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because like in the notes for the episode released, I, I put like, and Andy was asked to contact B's lawyer, Alexander Skarsgård, same name, but not the actor. And then it was like in that little preamble. Was it the same name, but not the actor? Well, <laughs> it could be the actor. He sounded sexy. He gets this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so tonight, uh, I think we are going to start with Sam. So Sam, you are currently in a local bathhouse uh, in Mayacopa Springs. You came into town because of a phone call you received from your associate, Alexander Skarsgård. And as you are enjoying a relaxing night, um, you are actually sitting in uh, a private bathhouse with a associate of yours, um, an associate that you met in law school. And uh, his name is, his name is going to be Jermaine. 
Now, Jermaine and you have gone through courses together, and um, since that has been done, you have stayed in touch in in small ways. But he is kind of like uh, a mea culpa springs local and so you decided to sync up with him when he came into town and uh, you're enjoying a very nice hot uh essentially roman bath so sam uh what brings you into town well you know what jermaine that's very germane to this conversation i got a phone call felt need to answer it there was a little bit of business in town and uh didn't think i'd be blowing back this way anytime soon but it's really good to be here yes i Remember the last time you were here, it uh, was a little harrowing, but it's nice to see you back. Hopefully you've recovered. Getting there. One day at a time, you know. Well, I did want to have a conversation with you. There's been a lot of activity in town, and I feel like it's going to have a negative impact on our agenda, what we've been trying to put forward, and we would like for you to... Be an activist for us. Hopefully you'll be available. Okay. So recently there have been a lot of things crossing the veil. Um, it's suspected that the veil is weakening and we are seeing a lot more activity. And we're afraid that uh, this is going to lead into a similar issue that we've seen in the past. Obviously, you've only heard of the times before, but uh, easily... 30 years ago, there was a large insurgence of demons and uh, a large battle, uh, which your mentor was a part of. And uh, we feel like it's coming back. Okay. So what we'll need for you is uh, to sync up with your associate B here in a little bit and uh, maybe find out any information you can and bring it back to us. Uh, that way we could maybe have a quorum and bring together an alliance uh, to see if we can overcome this uh, wave of creatures coming over. You guys do have a, you guys, I say, I'm sorry, I, one foot in both worlds. It makes it a little hard to remember who I'm talking to. But so you guys do always have a veiled way of speaking. But I, I, I absolutely understand what you're saying. And I appreciate you uh, trusting me so much. Uh, we're going to do the right thing here. Great, great. Uh, I mean, you know, we have to be veiled in our, our way of living and speaking because uh, we're always in danger, always in danger of being hunted. But yeah. I'm sorry. I, I feel like I've brought a damper into our evening. Let's just enjoy each other's company. Uh, hopefully you're still drinking. Uh, well, Lahayam, Jermaine. And he brings out what looks like an extremely uh, intricate crystal kind of container. Uh, there's a blood red liquid in it, and he pours two glasses for uh, yourself and himself. Uh, and he starts drinking heartily. Do you partake of the beverage yourself? You know, this looks to die for, but steam and uh, am and ambrosia is <laughs> always the best mix. I'll I'll have a little later if you don't mind. Oh. Of course, uh, I'm a little bit of a lush myself. You know, I can't resist the sweet nectar. You don't have to tell me about Esquire's Night. <laughs> I still think you're banned from the, I, uh, from the venue. You know what? I think that's kind of uh, hit me straight. I, I, I might need to go break the seal. I Excuse me while I uh, go to the, use the facilities. 
and he starts to exit out of the bathtub. And um, as you see him walk away, uh, you recall uh, Germain. He is an exquisite specimen of a man uh, to the point where he is probably chiseled from like marble, um, extremely fit, extremely muscular, moves with purpose. Um, and he exits this almost kind of like private room this bathroom that you're in and uh, you're kind of left to your own devices for a little bit as you sit there in the the hot room and in the the warm water you are starting to feel a little flushed even though you didn't partake in the drink and you start to feel the hair on the back of your neck rise Um, this sensation comes to you from time to time and it's almost a uh, sense of danger uh, that you feel. At this point, I would like for you to act under pressure. Okay. Very sorry, as a newbie at the table. Can you help me out with what role I'm making? Yes. So, powered by the apocalypse, you're only going to need two dice, two dice six. And when you act under pressure, you're going to roll 2d6 and add your plus cool. So that's eight plus zero. <laughs> okay. Eight. So a roll of eight is actually a partial success. Um, You are able to uh, take this warning, this sense of danger that is tingling on the back of your neck, and you dive out of the bathwater and roll onto the concrete and marble floor of this room. And behind you, essentially seeping, creeping out of the wall, is this amorphous black rolling mass And as it kind of like slowly comes out, as his body continues to roll in like a chaotic movement, this like white ceramic circular piece comes forward. And when you look upon it, there is the most plain looking eye slits and what looks like a mouth hole. And it sits on top of this rolling mass of whatever and it is coming towards you what would you like to do you can do several things you can uh, read a bad situation you can kick some ass or uh, use magic in some fashion uh, if you wanted to let's use sharp to read a bad situation okay see how to either avoid it or to see what i can learn about it uh it's 2d6 plus plus sharp i'm guessing that is correct 11 Okay, so you are successful, and you're able to you're able to ask me any question really in regards to this. So, uh, an example might be, uh, "What's my best way out of this situation?" You know, are there other dangers I'm unaware of? You know, uh, what is most vulnerable to me? What's the best way to protect myself? Stuff like that. Okay, um, can I just clarify it a little bit? It was a black mass that came out, and it's scuttling towards me coming out of the wall yes so it is literally just like phasing through just solid objects and now it is in the room with you it is amorphous there is no humanoid-esque features to it but there are like what look like tendrils or appendages you know coming out of it periodically the only thing that is consistent is this like weird white mask above the black rolling yeah creature or whatever you want to call it yeah i play dark souls okay um if i'm near it i think i might be i grabbed a bottle of what i called ambrosia uh to either use as a improvised weapon if necessary or not and then um probably go for a, a quick exit okay 
So it, you can either do uh, kick some ass or you can maybe act under pressure to achieve these things. I'm tougher than I am cool. <laughs> I shouldn't let the stats guide me. Maybe I should just role play the situation. And in my viewing it, it's hostile. It's attacking, right? You would think so. That's why okay. your senses kind of went into overdrive. Now, just as a little background for you, you have hunted monsters before. You okay. have experience in that. And this is like nothing you have ever seen before. And it is almost alien in a sense because you're used to like rar, werewolf, vampire, you know, great ghoul, zombie. But this is like you have never seen anything like this before. I shatter the probably priceless bottle uh, if it does. I'm curious if the liquid is what I suspect it is, if this thing feasts on it uh, rather than me too. But I'm also going to use it to stab uh, directly below the, the mask with okay. uh, kick some ass. All right. So 2d6 plus tough. 13. Okay, so you are definitely successful. Now, in this situation, because you rolled over a 10, you actually get to either gain a plus one forward to your next move, inflict terrible harm, adding a plus one to your damage, suffer less harm. Because you're at a close range, more than likely it's going to be able to attack you as well. Um, or you can force them where you want, so on and so forth. Uh, maybe force them where I want back away. Okay, so um, I'm going to allow you to force them back and, and avoid getting harmed in this situation. It is just like clambering towards you, though, and you have a moment since you forced them where you wanted them to escape this room. Um, just as a reminder, you are naked. <laughs> hey, Hell I yeah. got my wits. I'm never, never, never. You never fully dress by your smile. I, I try to leave. <laughs> Okay, so you exit out of this room. You have uh, just like, you know, this wine dripping down your arm. You still have a, a shard of this crystalline glass in your hand from the bottle. When you attacked it, uh, it did not seem to... You, you were unable to see any visible damage in the sense of there was no cut of a skin, no um, liquid of blood or anything like that coming out or similar. Um, and when you attacked it, it was almost as if your hand went through this creature, at least maybe the rolling mass rolled out of the way and allowed your hand to pass through, or your hand just passed through the mass of this creature. And therefore, you kind of decided to leave this room to kind of collect your wits, right? As you exit out of the room, you collide into Jermaine, and the two of you are kind of looking at each other, and he is like, oh, so you did partake and maybe drank too much, and I see you have finished the bottle without me. Jermaine, there's trouble in there. You gotta go. I don't know what it what is. You, a mass or something. It's worse than Professor Nichols on on uh <laughs> on finals. We gotta get we gotta get. Oh. Yeah, no, absolutely. And as you are exiting the building, he kind of was like looking into the room and he turns around to follow you. And you see this like tendril, this black tendril shoot out uh from the mass and it connects with the back of Jermaine's head. Now you don't see it like puncture and pure skin or blood come out, but you see it pass into his head. And for a moment, Jermaine's eyes roll up into its sockets and you just see the whites of his eyes. There's like this expression on his face and then the tendril exits out. He kind of blinks a couple of times and, and then just starts 
following you and is stumbling along. <clears throat> and as you exit into the main bath house uh, of this Roman bathhouse that is in Mea Culpa, there are several other people here. Um, you exit into this larger room and you look back towards the doorway and the creature's not following you. But you look at Jermaine and Jermaine looks at you and goes, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I must have bumped into you. Uh, are you here for one of the private bathrooms or are you just going to the general bathroom? Maybe I've just got one of those faces. Have we met before? No, I'm sorry. I just what, bumped into name? you. My name is Jermaine. Hey, Jermaine. Uh, do you know anyone? And yours? I'm just a, I'm a friend, Jermaine. Do you know anyone here? Do you recognize anyone here? Are there anyone else, anyone else here I can like point him towards? I mean, I frequent this bathhouse often, but I mean, I mean, I might have run into them, but we're not on a first name basis. I mean, I, I guess I'll just go and bathe in, in the, the common room. Sorry to bother you. Did you um, have anything with Professor Virgil one year, some years back? Well, yes. Uh, wait, were you also a student? I think I read your note. It was it was something epic. Sorry, I I don't mean to be so awkward, but um, I, I I'm naked. I've got blood on my hand from a cut. This is uncomfortable. I, I want to meet you and not like this. So uh, you have a good day, and I'm 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 so sorry to to make your night uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, the front desk should probably be able to okay. help you with that. I mean, it happens from time to time when people. But I, slip, I'd love to talk but, to you uh, more about your your note. It was it was legendary. Where can where can I uh, bring you up when I'm in a better state? Oh, well, I I do live here in Mea Culpa, and, and I have my own practice now. Um, you could just look okay. me up. I'll do that. Thank you. And he goes and just kind of enters into the large communal bathhouse and just kind of sits on one of the stone benches inside the bathroom. And, you know, everybody else is kind of there doing their thing, and uh, there isn't much commotion. And the creature hasn't come out of that hallway where those private bathhouses are. Um, and as you exit, you have this like bad feeling, right? Jermaine, a, a longtime friend of yours, a person you met in law school, now has no memory or recollection of who you are and how that came to be. And that is where we're going to hold off on your story for now. What the fuck? Agency Andy. What up? What's up? Several days have passed since your encounter. I'm getting rid of uh, all my damage. Right? Are we yes, <laughs> yes. All of your damage and injuries yeah. are gone. Did we do uh, experience points yet for last mission? Oh. oh, no. So, yeah, if you guys want to talk about any advancements that you've received, I feel like Matthew is going to screw me over with another crazy advancement. I get two. So, like, do you have, like, five more hunters? You no. Can <laughs> Shut up. Um... I, I so I did since I have two I can I can take one now and then one I do want to talk to you about but I forgot <laughs> we were I forgot we were leveling up do we do we get any yeah, of the same. experience for the questions from the yeah yeah can we do that the whole like sure. did we do I, this did we I'm do that pretty sure I'm pretty sure it, you guys will always receive two experience points okay then I level up too <laughs> yay. Okay. That's all I wanted to hear was that uh, Andy levels up and I'll figure that out next I, week. I will um, take the improvement to get plus one cool. Okay. Uh, I'll do that. What does that place your cool at? Uh, plus three now. Oh, wait. Oh, nice. Correction. I can't. Oh, you know what? It automatic. It automatically applied it. So, yes, now it's plus three. Uh, I'm actually going to take plus one sharp. 
that places you at plus three sharp now? Plus two. Oh, because your character was cool. You have like no charm. No charm. Charm. That's what it is. I have two charm, one cool, two sharp, zero tough, negative one weird. So, Matthew, did you want to discuss? Is it an advanced improvement? Is no, that right? I, I need uh, another level before that. Okay. The uh, the other one is add a new resource tag to your agency. Okay. What does that mean? I was gonna. Uh, so right now we're cover identities and good intel, which hasn't applied yet. But I did want to <laughs> add. Uh, where 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 the heck was it? recognized authority okay got it because that's always been like it's been a uh, huge a pain fun... in the ass <laughs> yeah but i figure at least in mea culpa we've made a name for ourselves at this okay point. yeah yeah i, I right, like then gonna, that then i'll then i'll take it okay so now the uh, cops won't give you fred, shit anymore I, yeah <laughs> these badges are legit <laughs> fred that's awesome i'm i'm excited that we won't have to deal with that anymore because I, I don't think I could go to another uh, 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 police station like that again. <laughs> yes. um, Fred, I'm turn. Uh, I'm torn between. Don't worry, I'll check it out. Whenever you go off by yourself to check out somewhere or something scary, mark experience or always the victim. When another hunter uses, no, not that one. Wait, what? Oh wait! Uh, always the victim. When another hunter uses protect someone to protect you, they mark experience. Whenever a monster captures you. You mark experience. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, mundane are all about just getting yeah. nabbed, saved, <laughs> shit like that. So being dumb. Um, I, I think that's up to you. It depends on if you want it to be more like Andy is more courageous and will go and investigate stuff on his own and gain experience or – He's more happy-go-lucky and falls into these comical or scary situations where he is captured and then somebody has to kind of save him. And and they gotcha. gain experience, right? So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we both do because if I get oh, I, if, if, I you, get snatched, if you Yeah, so then that might be the better one because if you both gain experience, that'll be fun. Yeah. All right. I'm taking always the victim. When another hunter uses protect someone to protect you, they mark experience. Whenever a monster captures you, you mark okay. experience. So I'm trying to get snatched. Heard that. Now, um, I do want to go over something we had spoken about last time where it was like, if you're shooting a gun, it won't automatically imply that the monster will be able to attack you on that same kick some ass. Correct. So unless it has some kind Correct. of projectile attack, but they might then come towards you on that turn, on their turn, and attack you, but they wouldn't automatically yes. get that attack back. So um, definitely yes. want to it's... explore that a little bit more. So it's not like you're constantly yeah, 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 getting yeah. damaged by these creatures. Right, right. Because if, if you're like shooting a monster with a sniper rifle, but they can, so you know, you. throw... Yeah. Yeah, it still technically kicks them out. Some bees at um, Yeah, but if you have a pistol and they're you know ten feet away and distracted, then it's not a roll. It's yeah. just okay. You kill them, but now I'm the keeper, so I'm going to punish you for getting correct. Freed, right? Correct. Yeah. But it, you're right. It's just like a, it's like a strange mechanic thing that, but it's also monster other week and apocalypse systems are so much more like uh, story based correct, yeah. that there there's so many things that. For me, it's like harder to get through my brain. It's like, okay, well, how does yeah, this work? It's not as it's like, fleshed well, out, it, right? So it's not as fleshed out, exactly. So there's no, it's like there's a rule for it if you want it, but also there's not. And it definitely feels weird when we're going like and having our turns in combat. Yeah. But, you it, know, it's, 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 it's also, it also doesn't like want to encourage you to avoid risks. Yeah. Well, what I was struggling was with how much damage you guys were consistently taking, like every episode. And it was like a lot, not right? Me. And it's, 
Well, yes. I mean, your character <laughs> has two armor, but I was like, okay, this doesn't make sense. And then when you talked about that, like, oh, I'm shooting them. They shouldn't be able to punch me. That made sense. And I'm like, okay, th- that's the rule we're going to be doing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's less like they shouldn't be able to, but it's like more is there in existence for this to even be possible, not necessarily even the norm or even like what this, that, the other thing, more of it, like, uh, is it possible to do so? And, you know, and, and, and it's like, who cares what the rule book says or this, that, the other yeah. thing, you know, it's, it's what does Fred yeah. think? Um, so the two of you are at the office as normal and it's been kind of quiet lately. B has, uh, kind of been gone. You don't know ultimately mm. where she's at, but the last time you were together, Alexander Skarsgård had commented that it would be best if B laid low for a little while um, as the heat from the police and the incident at Brightview kind of settled down. You kind of go through your daily routines. You know, you are looking up reports, news articles, going through the internet, trying to see if there's anything showing up on like the NS9 radar of some kind of... I have a lot of filing to do that has backed up. Well, because we've been quite busy Correct. doing like... All of your casework, right? And now you're also helping out Gina and Frank. Oh my God, I can't imagine what Frank's uh, filing looks like. Uh, Fred, I, I go to the... Whatever our version of the EPA is, again, I can the, tell you. The I Department think. for Envi- the DEP? DEA. DEA. DEP. DEP. And I sneak into one of their conference rooms that just let out and like, hey, hey, hey. And then I grab three cookies. And I want to give one cookie to myself, one cookie to agency, and one cookie what kind to of cookie is it? And I want to be pretty loud about giving the cookies out. None what for free. What kind Frank. of cookie is it? I have a mix, but I'll let you pick what first. Kind of t- it's very important. You I tell take, me. You I, tell take, me. Oh, uh, I take the oatmeal raisin cookie. <laughs> okay, yes. I would, I would, it, would, it would be leftovers, so it would absolutely be like an oatmeal raisin. Underrated. One pretty solid. Yes, definitely. Uh, and then like a peanut butter a cookie with white chocolate morsels in it. There we go. Like, all right, how you take? You, yeah, yeah. Agency, go ahead and take your pick. I got some good ones right here. Uh, yoink. <laughs> here, here you go, Gina. You can have a uh, uh, second pick. I'll, I'll take the last one. Agency takes a sniff of the. Cookie. Oh, they must have had uh, some high rollers up in the DEP today. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's some of us admin folks that like to talk. At which point you hear a loud slurping noise. As you turn around, you see Bran, who is slurping out of his DEP coffee cup and goes, oh, I thought I saw you, Andy. I mean, it's kind of sad you have to sneak into one of our meetings to steal cookies for uh, your lackeys over here. But uh, I mean, I guess you guys don't have not fun. stealing. Meeting. You guys fixed climate change yet? How's that going? <laughs> You know that climate change isn't real. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, really, real cool, Brant. Uh, is your wife out of prison yet? Is your wife out of the hospital yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think she went to jail. Her arm right. was burned by B. That's a crime. This really curious look comes over his face, and he kind of like absentmindedly is playing with a ring on his finger and he looks at it and he's like who ha 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 good one good one good one get out of here and i lick both of the cookies you can't have them back sorry gina i I didn't want the cookies back andy i just wanted to just look at the disgusting office you guys work in and uh feel better about where i work so uh 
Well, anyways, I don't want to spend too much time down here and catch whatever it is that you guys have. So, uh, hey, uh how is how is Penelope? She out of the hospital yet? Again, he has this look that comes over his face, and then he looks at this ring on his finger that he rubs, and is kind of like turning on his finger, and he's like, "I better get back to the office. I'm wasting my time talking to you guys down here." And he starts walking towards the the stairway. Well, that's weird. That's right. Anyways, here, Gina, and then I wipe the top of the cookie with my sleeve to get my my lick off of it. Like it's still, it's fine. It's good. I didn't really touch that uh, hard. I, I'm no, no, thank you. I uh, you licked the cookie, so I'll I'll just go down the street and get my own cookie. Uh, that's fine. Okay, fine. Okay, cool. Frank, do you want a cookie? I licked it, but it's still good. I wiped it. You look yeah, at your I mean, hands. I, I, and there's no cookies in your hands anymore. And crumbs all over Frank's desk. <laughs> I have several agencies, or I have several Frank-shaped uh, 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 mouth marks all over my hands. I mean, look, I've probably eaten worse things that's been licked by worse people, so I'll take it. I give it to him, and I enjoy my peanut butter. Thank cooking. you, assistant. <laughs> so that was weird, right? Like, isn't Brand's wife Penelope? She was burned by B. I'm, you know, I didn't. I was thinking about maybe dropping by later and checking in on him, but you know, maybe he's having a, they're having a, a fight or something, like a little trouble at home. Brand probably just microwaved one too many meals in styrofoam. You know that guy. He's probably drunk right now. And at which point the phone on agency's uh, desk starts to ring. <sighs> and it's nine agency. How might I help you, sir, man? <laughs> hey, Charlie. Delilah. Yeah. Hey, Who what's else going on? would be calling you right now? Oh, no, no. Do you get you know, calls got, from got, lots of people that I, I like don't know to, about? I like to think I do. You know, it's been I, honestly after about a week of just intense operations, it's been like quiet couple of days. So I've been on the edge of my seat, just waiting for a call, and you never know who's going to be. So hey, how's it going? Good. Well, it's not a social call. Um, Sergeant Cruz would like to see you. He didn't say why, but he would like for you to come up to the office. He said to bring Andy. Bring Andy. That's uh, I should not have said that out loud. Yeah. We won't, All no. right. We'll uh, we'll do that. Okay. Well, see you in a little bit, Charlie. All right, Andy. Uh, we would call it upstairs. Bring the nice notepad for note taking. You got it. Do I look fine? Oh, I don't... Oh, yeah, crumbs no. all over you from that cookie. Oh, and that's your tie that you got burrito on. Well, uh, it kind of... Do you have Do you have more than one tie? I, I mean, I do, but this is like my work tie. I have my wedding tie, my funeral tie, my date tie. Let's be honest. You can make the wedding and the funeral tie the same tie. Oh, okay. So you make your way up to the, <laughs> the NS9 director offices... You come to the floor, and uh, as it enters into this lavish kind of office, uh, Delilah is sitting behind her desk, which is situated in front of Sergeant Cruz's office door. Uh, to the side uh, is the heavily armored armory door that you're familiar with. Absolutely. And she's like, hey, Charlie. <laughs> Hi, Andy. Hey, Delilah. Good, great, good, great to see you. <laughs> All right. What kind of mood is the boss man in? Oh, uh, he's actually with somebody, um, but oh. he wants you to go in there and um, I would assume meet this person. 
But Andy, Both of us? well, no, Andy, I actually I knew it. had you come up here for a different reason. But um, Charlie, go ahead. You don't want to leave the sergeant uh, waiting. Oh, Andy, I'll take the nice notepad for no take. Okay, you get to be the yep. cool guy. Here you go. You owe me one, though. No, I, I just I, I legitimately need to take notes for this thing. And, and normally I rely on you Where's for that. Phone? But uh, I left my notepad downstairs. See you, Delilah. Uh, Andy, good luck with whatever. And you enter into the office. Yes. Andy, you are now alone with Delilah. And Delilah's just kind of staring at you. She's got a smile on her face. You've always had very small talk, awkward conversations with her. Is there anything you would like to start off with? So, uh, check out that new hot dog cart. Um, What? There's a new hot dog cart, like, two blocks away. People have been talking about it. You see, there's, like, an admin pool. I know you're kind of ahead and above all that but us lower admin folks we we like to talk about cool lunch stuff oh yeah i'm sorry we we actually have a, a private chef that makes our food for us here on this floor what um the yeah you guys freak? don't have that downstairs we barely have coffee oh that's horrible i'm so sorry but hey uh actually i have this missive here for you missive? it's actually yeah it's a um authorization to remove items from the armory i guess you've been i don't know um somebody has what? me yeah yeah no i i thought i thought the same thing Andy. i mean, <laughs> I mean right, at first right i was expecting Who? charlie's name on it yeah exactly why me <laughs> like anything i just go in there and kind of just like take a pick taster's choice or Looks like it's a specific item, but it doesn't say here. It says classified, um, but it's been signed off. And, uh, I, you know, whenever I receive these, I hand them out to our, you know, agents. And, well, you're you're not an agent, which is weird. I wonder why your name is I mean, on this. lowercase a agent. I have the handbook. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, here. Here you go. And she hands you this slip of paper. It says Andy Daniels on it. Uh, it is a kind of an approval to remove an item uh -huh. it's, it's classified uh -huh. and uh, uh it gives you permission to go into the armory okay and is the, and the armory is like right behind her, her you said yeah it's like to the side the the sergeant's uh office is right behind her and then to the side is this like heavily armored metal door gotcha gotcha well delia lila and i rap on her desk out of tune uh, or rhythm, I guess you say. Great to see you. Hope to see you around. And yeah, if uh, any of us uh, uh, admins are getting like uh, a spicy margarita or a Paloma or like anything like that, I uh, want me to give you uh, uh, a what? Like sometimes the admins we go to happy hour, and uh, oh, um, yeah, yeah, of course, Andy. That sounds great. Will Charlie be there? <laughs> No, Charlie kind of keeps himself, you know. Uh, uh, we go to Marty's. We get a martini. Uh, it's a, a Marty martini. It's very kind of gross. We do it somewhat ironically. Oh, I've heard about that place. Is it the one where they put the Uncrustables in the martinis? Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a treat. Yeah. Uh, and the martarita is just... It's it's way too sour and and will get you drunk, but you can uh, uh, share it with the entire table. So it's pretty good. Yeah. So if you want to go, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm working late tonight, but um, just let me know when everybody's going. You got it. And I uh, will add you to yeah. the email chain. 
Yeah, so you should you should go to the door. Oh, yeah, just like, it's right over just there. Right through. Do I knock? And I just knock on the big ass door. N- no, you you could just go in, and the door like slides open for you. Cool. Guess the the knocking worked. And as you enter this room for the very first time, idiot, stupid, fucking idiot. You are by yourself, and. There is another door that leads into the larger room where all of the NS9 weapons are just kind of on display. But this first room that you enter in is almost kind of like a viewing room. And this room has a table on it. And typically, um, items are left on this table for an agent if they have requested to check out certain types of requisitioned. On this table is an extremely large spear and then like under that is like something like a fucking shotgun or sick ass body armor or something like that it is just a spear and it is a table now you have never seen this spear before Mm -hmm. and the spear even though it looks in a sense ancient Mm -hmm. there is something about this that is calling to you do you move to touch the spear yeah, pro- I'm probably like trying to find if there's like a tag on it and I go to like maybe pick it up and turn it and I just like grasp it um, in a way that at first is going to be dainty. It, you know, it's like I don't want to break it because I surely this isn't for me. But then somehow my hands just slip around uh, the, sh- the shaft, the haft. As your hand grasps the spear, there is a jolt of energy that kind of goes through your body. Now, it's not painful. This is not Speak painful. For yourself. And your eyes kind of like roll up and you your vision goes black. You are somewhere else. Uh it is dark, it is cloudy, and on top of this mountain there is just like this incredible just war waging. And as your eyesight starts to adjust and the smoke kind of dissipates, you can see that there are several people fighting what look like waves and waves of monsters. And there is lightning crackling in the sky. The ground looks dark and muddy, swampy even. The foliage, the trees, everything is just gnarled and dark and twisted, different from anything you've experienced in Mea Culpa. And on top of that mountain, on that hill, you see four people, and they are just fighting side by side, back to back, in almost like exercised concise patterns and they are just fighting back hordes of demons and in at this one point at the apex of the battle this large creature comes out and waves of demons and monsters just move out of the way as it is coming towards the four people on this mountain and within its hand is the very same spear that you hold inside like the you demon wake up, spear Yes, in the demon's hand. Okay. And you wake up and you are now holding the spear in your hand and you're kind of like looking at it. What was in those cookies? <sighs> this is weird, but I guess this is why would they give me this spear? This thing's huge. I don't know how to use a spear. What the? I'm look like such a weirdo. What am I going to tell? Frank is going to make fun of me so bad, but I'm also. It's kind of fucking cool. And it's, well, uh, 
uh, it feels good. And I try to kind of do like a quick spin of it, um, like I've done with brooms and, you know, things of like that my entire life. And it actually spins with ease in your hands. Okay. Uh, you're actually kind of surprised huh. at the relative ease. Uh, you felt like you were probably going to smack yourself in the face, but you did not. Yeah, I usually whack myself in the knee or uh, 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 drop it. And uh, I guess I – it just like spins and then I stop it in like a very like ready stance mode. It's like, all right, I guess working at this place is uh, – <laughs> Rub it off on me, and I kind of flex my arm, not holding the um, spear. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm getting pretty buff. Does it have like a, a sheath? Does it have like a, a, a shroud on it? Is it, or is it just like a fucking spear? Yeah, there was, let's say, maybe a shroud on the tabletop okay. that you maybe thought was a tablecloth at first. Oh, you could have had a shroud of Turin, and you took a spear. <laughs> We're just getting started. I'm going to have so many icons. Your your head will spin. As you exit the armory, Delilah is actually not at her desk. I try to do like so cool. And then see <laughs> yeah. you're like flexing as you come out yeah. and she's not there. And I like spin and accidentally bonk the, the, the top of the spear against like a light and crack it. How, how long is the spear? It very long. So he has to like, he, he can't like carry it like standing Vertical. He has to like maneuver it. <laughs> well, it's probably like, you, if you go to like a tight like, hallway, thinking, like, it's like hard to get around. Like that. Seven. Yeah, probably pivot, somewhere pivot. around five and a half to six feet <laughs> Jesus. tall. Which how tall is Andy? Uh, yeah, he's probably like five ten, five eleven. Okay, so yeah, I mean, if you were to like hold it against your back, it would probably just stand above you a little bit. So gotcha. So agency, as you enter into the room of Sergeant Cruz, sitting down yeah. in a chair, uh, there is a man sitting there, and uh, Sergeant Cruz goes, "Great, uh, come on in, agency. Please have a seat." How handsome is the man? He is very handsome. Sam, would you like to describe yourself? Yeah, you seen Better Call Saul? <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike the Cleaner. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm the bald guy with the <laughs> eyebrows <laughs> just kidding he's a guy with a suit that's a slight bit out of time it's not exactly that it's a little too double-breasted uh for now a little too big pinstripes wide pinstripes it's it's not trying to go for so loud black tie with a couple of stripes down it and uh, uh what time of the day is it uh right now probably about 3 p.m Okay, still a thing of coffee. <laughs> no bad, no wide smile. Slicked back hair. So it's Sam. I don't know what you're talking about. Why you think the character named Sam? <laughs> Sam, but with a double-breasted like suit. <laughs> agency, can you please sit down? Sarge, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, hi, agency, and you know he'll reach his hand across to uh, the other individual. Pleasure to meet you, agency. I'm Sam. Hi, Sam. Well, Agent, I called you forward today because uh, this associate of mine, uh, Sam, he uh, has come across something that's quite unique. It was brought to our attention, uh, and it's something that I would like for you to look into. Um, I'll allow Sam to explain uh, his recent encounter. Sure. I've seen quite a few things, but nothing quite like this. Uh, came right off the wall, was a significant entity. This was at a bathhouse slimed on down, reached through the back of someone's head. Memories were gone. Someone I've known for years. So the memories were gone? Yeah. Like, somebody, okay. 
Interesting. Somebody, I went through three years of hell with, and he didn't re- he didn't re- uh, remember a day of it. He just he didn't acknowledge you at all, or he, he could see me, but it was like the first day we had met, and it's, it's a it's a face that some people can confuse for someone, but it's not a face you forget. Uh, would this be a an investigative mystery? To see? I I know it's not like one of the questions specifically, but maybe that if I could put two and two together to see if this would remind me of what was going on with Brent. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot of field experience and you're familiar with a lot of monsters. Now, these specific things that you're hearing don't sound too familiar, but you might be able to figure out what kind of creature this is. Perhaps if I could get that, but I was thinking more just to be able to say, hey, I've seen this too with somebody that we have a passing acquaintance with. Oh. Ha. Uh, that is with a, what do I get for investigative mystery? Push sharp. Sharp. Is that oh wait, is my investigative mystery with a uh, with cool though? Oh, that's read a bad situation. Dang. Uh so it is a nine. Okay. So nine is a partial success. You do get to ask me one question. Is there a specific question you'd like me to ask? Or ask of me? I, I'm trying to think of a question that both makes sense that I would ask it, but that also is maybe actually helpful. I think if anything is like, could this be related to, it's not a question here, but could this be related to what we experienced with Brent? Is that the question you're asking me? Yes. Uh, yeah. So what you experienced with Bran is that. Is it Bran or Brent? I think it's, I, I think it's Bran. I, I, you guys always say Brent and I always say Brent. Let me look at my notes. I got Brent. Okay, from episode one. No, 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 we have to nail this down. (laughs) Fred, you tell us. You tell us right now, and I'll update my notes right now. It's Brent. Yes, that's what I wrote. Brent. God. Brent. Brent. All right. I'm changing it right now to Brent, and I'm going to change it on episode one because I know it's like the first thing we we did. Could this be related to what we saw with Brent? Yes, in in your recollection, the signs of his loss of memory, where he almost was like reminiscing, he like as if something was just out of grasp. He kept playing with his ring, but he could not recall who Penelope was or even confirm that she was his wife. But you know for a fact that when you met Penelope at the Brightview Center, she had commented that her husband was Brant from the DEP, and that is where you kind of put two and two together. But from your conversation earlier today, he did not recognize that name. And now Sam has informed you that an associate of his has also lost a memory in a very similar fashion. Oh, that's interesting. I think we may have come across something similar to that here. Today with the uh, a, a, a being like us? No, not the being with uh, somebody we know. I'm not gonna say fairly well, but someone we're acquainted with from the DEP came down earlier and couldn't even remember who his wife was. Oh wow! Long story there. She seems to be kind of on the not up and up with the down and down. I don't know. I guess maybe we should go back to the bathhouse and see if we can dig up a little bit more information here. Do you still have your friend's uh, information? Maybe we could reach out to him and ask yeah, him a few questions. I, I I looked him up. He He's in town. I don't have his cell or anything, but I do have his office uh, where I could get in touch with uh, someone who he works with. I could reach out to him if we need. Sure. Uh, what does he uh, do for a living? He's a lawyer. 
Lawyer. Oh, man. <laughs> Met a lot of those recently, I tell you. <laughs> I tell you, have you ever heard of Alexander Skarsgård? Yeah, he's my he's my law partner. Are you Sam Brady? The one and only. Brady and Skarsgård? <laughs> oh, That's a me. good friend of mine is one of your clients. That's uh, why B. we can speak so freely. You know B. Uh, B has been an, a, a, a great asset on many cases. Great. And very much appreciate you guys keeping her safe. Uh, and uh, it's kind of a part of the reason why we can speak so freely. Monsters, I hate to use that term. That's just a common parlance. Uh, people who are di- are different than uh, what people expect from planet Earth. People cross the veil. I, I help all kinds of different people interact with this planet as, as safely as they can. And I, hmm. I try to be very open-minded about it. But that said... Uh, this thing is different. This thing is that that we saw. There, there didn't seem to be any reasoning with it, at least as far as I could see. I'm so, sure there are there are some creatures, monsters, beings that uh, you've interacted with, or that are acquainted with people you've interacted with, or things that you've interacted with that probably don't take too kindly to the work you do. So, I imagine that uh, yeah, you're putting yourself at risk out there. So. Um, I guess we're we're happy to help, and we'll see what we can do. Uh, Chief, do you uh, have anything else, or do you want us to go ahead and get started on this? Uh, well, yeah, I wanted you to get started on this like five minutes ago as you were having this pleasant <laughs> conversation. So if you could just get to the bottom of this and make sure nobody else gets hurt, please, Agent. Look, I'm not going to get hurt, if that's what we're worried about. But You know you don't get paid by the hour, right? So this conversation's over. Yeah. Well, I was looking forward to going home soon, but, you know, duty calls. <laughs> All right, I'll take uh, Sam and we'll get out of here. And as you exit the office, you come across Andy, who looks like he's posing uh, <laughs> with nobody in the room. And he is holding what looks like an incredibly large spear. What are the chances are that Andy has both removed his shirt and put his tie around his forehead like a bandana? Uh, the tie thing, I was probably just, I've definitely loosened it. And if you took any longer, yes, I would have probably been in that zone. Absolutely. Are you sweating from having held up the uh, spear for a long time, waiting for someone to come by? Weirdly not. Weirdly not. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to go back to my desk, but, you know, I figured, hey, F it. Uh, I was called up here with agency. I'll go back down with agency. Andy? Uh, agency, check this out. This is what they wanted me to get. And I kind of do a quick spin of it and, and kind of like like show them. It's like, it's it's a six sphere. I have no idea why they said that. Is this a joke? Okay, Andy. So remember when I had to take away your letter opener? Mm-hmm. I'm very worried right now. I'm scared for your yeah. safety and mine and for that I of broke that our new friend Sam's. This is Sam, by the way. Sam, oh, Andy, Andy, Sam, Sam. Andy, pleasure to meet Hi. you. so nice to meet and you. And I kind of like tuck Agency. it under my arm weirdly safely and quickly and go to shake your hand. Agency, how much of their, its memories did they eat? This is a guy, right? <laughs> no, this is a... <laughs> this is different. See, this what? is someone who watches entirely too much television. Similar effect, but different way of it happening. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure's all mine. I guess Andy is he's an associate here. Uh, He works for the agency. Mm -hmm. And I guess in a way, he's our way of connecting to uh, the average Joe. 
uh, or the average youth. I, I haven't quite pinned it down yet, but uh, he's pretty normal compared to everyone else. Yeah, if I'm normal, you don't have to say he's I'm normal. Throwing around with spears seems extraordinary to me. Well, oh, the spear is new. In this line of work, being normal is being <laughs> extraordinary. That is true. But uh, yeah, they said they had it right there on the table and I can just wrap it up in, in this so I don't stab my eye out or anything. Do you but have do you have like a letter that? of custody for that or something saying that you removed it? I see Delilah's not here, so I'm 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 still concerned. I'm making jokes, but I am actually concerned. This is me reacting I, I in a very normal you, way to this. Yeah, your your anxiety is pretty high with all the joking. Um yeah, I mean I have this slip and then I have this the requisition slip and then I have, you know, the article number for it that was inside there and it seems like there's extra paperwork saying it's all pretty straightforward in a way that is weird. Um it doesn't appear to be and I kinda like hand whatever paperwork I had over to agency. All right, Andy. Well, Today, you've become a man, <laughs> and I guess we can probably fit this in the van. I mean, it's so big. What the hell? Yeah, it's it's pretty obnoxious, and I don't know how you're going to get around with it. Yeah. But I think we can keep it in the van. It's not going to fit in your locker. It won't fit in my locker. I don't think it will uh, fit in my Prius. Uh, well, no. maybe I could sort of... Even if you put the back seat down, it's not happening. Maybe diagonally put the front seat down, the passenger seat. I don't know. <sighs> if you open the passenger side window and you stick it out that way, <laughs> well, I have but then to, if you stop too suddenly, it's going to shoot out. It's going to kill I'll, a guy. Ugh. Gentlemen, I, I I love the ninety the mid nineties little Caesar commercial with the long pizza box where it knocked everything off the counter as much as the next guy. What? But as much as as fun as it is to recreate it with you, do you think we should get on the road? One last thing. I'll put down the armrest in the back that goes directly into the trunk. It'll be more than enough room. We'll put it in the van. We'll put it in the van. Sam, I'll meet you. I'll introduce you to the rest of the team, and then we'll go ahead and head out. Okay. I I introduce him to the rest of the team, and then we head out. (laughs) I mostly wanted to name check that commercial. (laughs) All I can think about with that. Pizza, pizza. I love it. Hail pizza! Why did they say that? Come on. Little yeah, th- they just uh, requisitioned me this uh, spear. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what this deal is, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> so the five of you, actually, Six. um, you, hold on, the spear. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry. You guys head down, um, and unfortunately, Frank and Gina aren't around. Um, there is a note that states that they were also sent on another mission, um, and they're currently not available uh, for you, agency. So you'll have to sync up with them next time. So the four of you, I don't Sam, introduce him. Agency, to I promise Andy, there are more people that work here. <laughs> you head your way to Therme Roma. It is a bathhouse here in Mea Culpa. This is the same place that Sam was before. And they still you, have bath bathhouses in Mea Culpa. Yeah, you don't belong you, to one. No, I thought they all got. How shut do you think down. I de-stress on the weekends? I go on hikes. He puts on his stress tie, and then he stresses it out. <laughs> you check in with the front desk. Um, they allow you to enter, and you go into the uh, what we consider like the locker room section. You oh, are required, wait. Fred. I have only done this once before, and it's one of my my abilities. I can I deal with the agency to see if I can get specific gear for this mission. Okay. Oh God, 
And I, as soon as I said that, I was like, we don't even know what we're dealing with yet. So maybe this is a bad idea. Do you, do you want to wait? Because I would say you could only use that like kind of like once per mystery, I feel yeah, like. This, or... so the, yeah, this isn't like the – I think the spooky has one where you have to do it at the beginning of a mystery. I think I can do this whenever, but I can only do it once on an investigation. So I think – yeah, I'll, I'll hold out. I was going to get like one of those – not EKG readers, the 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 ones from Ghostbusters where it's like it can detect spirits. <laughs> Go full phasmo. Yeah. Yes. I want a radio and I want an EMF reader and I want an Ouija board. <laughs> a Bible. <laughs> Some and salt. A cross. Yeah. <laughs> and glow sticks. Standard. No. Uh, I'll I'll hold off for now. As you try to enter into the uh, communal bathhouse, two extremely large uh, Caucasian males are standing in the doorway and they point to a sign that says that uh, the only article of clothing you're allowed to enter in with is a towel. All right, but I'm bringing my badge. That's fine. Wait, I thought we can just kind of get around all this because we're... Andy, put your pride aside. Do I have to leave the spear? I like it. It's cool. It's not going to fit under your towel. I can just hold it. Can I bring in the spear? Wait, 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 wait. When we got to the bathhouse, you took the spear out of the van? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like walking with it. The guy kind of makes like the cancel uh, signal across his neck, and he's like, no, no weapon. Listen, I'm not your attorney, but I, I don't advise that you continue to walk into this building with that. Fuck. That implement. All right, well, then I go run back out to the van and put the spear away. Now he's compensating for something, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. But seriously, though, he he will hurt someone if he brings that in. I I saw the I saw the Little Caesars commercial. It was educational. Should we get nude? Yeah, sure. Let's get naked. I'm wearing a towel. Oh, yeah, I wear a towel. Yeah, of course. Me too. I don't bring my spear. <laughs> The three of you enter in with your uh, towels and agency's badge. (laughs) Pinned to his flesh. (laughs) Just pinned to his towel. As you enter into the communal bathroom, you are immediately assaulted with the view of an incredibly horrific scene. There is some type of large black amorphous mass that is rolling in the middle of this incredibly large bathhouse. It is huge. Uh, Sam, for you, it is easily three to four times the size when you had witnessed it. Small, inky black appendages, tendrils are snaking out and entering in multiple bath attendants' heads and it looks like it is doing something to them. And as as you kind of just take in the scene, it, it has like seven or six people just like kind of uh, stunned, suspended, uh, and, and not moving as its tendrils inside of it. And it is just rolling in a mass inside this bath. Don't let it touch you. Don't let you forget. Before, unless it touches me, there's something I want to say to you, Agency. Albert, he's all right. He's out there. And we're going we're gonna to get to him soon. Can I investigate a mystery now? On the next episode. Oh! That is where we're going to call it.
Hey everyone, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geekly Inc. project, Vanguard of the Veil. We're having so much fun playing and producing this new show, so stay tuned for more to come. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Vale. If you want to hear more shows like ours, make sure to check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greetings Adventurers, a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you wanted to follow the people who make this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Agent C is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Andy is played by Tim at Tim Lanning. And B is played by Veronica at Typical Veronica. You can also follow our guest star, Sam, at Creeptastic Sam. Our show is also edited by Steph at Steph O. Kingston and produced by yours truly. All music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds.